Hi, my name is Pashian from Nostalgia Pod. You're about to listen to episode 34, but I wanted to give a quick shout out to David Ortiz because he wears number 34 and he's one of my favorite baseball players of all time. I'm really sad I didn't recognize that this was episode 34 beforehand, so I'm recording this afterwards. But David Ortiz, I love you, and now here's the show. Good riddance. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> 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 Metro, don't trust you. I'm gonna shoot. Beautiful morning. Get a song of my morning, babe. We back. Now, Stalgia, your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. I can't talk today. I'm Pat Sheehan. Dave, what's going on? 24 karat magic in the air, Pat. Bruno Mars, back with a banger! I haven't heard it yet. Super hot fire, dude. This is going to be played at weddings forever. Just like Uptown Funk. I mean, Bruno Mars, just everything he touches turns to gold at this point. But you you mentioned this. You actually texted me the other day. I haven't listened to it yet. What should I expect from this song? Uptown Funk 2.0. Really? That's serious. Is it more funky? Is it basically the same exact thing, only like different words? There's a lot of funk, for sure. Surprisingly, in the bridge, there's like distorted electronic vocals going back and forth with Bruno, which sounds exactly like Chromeo. You know oh, what I mean? wow. Yeah, That's it, awesome. It's a really catchy, really fun song. Chromeo, band we saw at the Meadow. Shout out our last podcast. You can find all of our podcasts at soundcloud.com slash nostalgiapod. Wow, first try this there week. There you go. It's not hard, man. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now. So why don't we jump right into it? We got a couple of topics we want to hit on today. You were at New York City Comic Con. So we're going to talk about that, but I want to talk about an experience I had this weekend. I got adopted mm. into the African-American community, Dave. Is that how it was described, the African-American community? No, he said the black community. Okay. So uh, I went to go see Jay Farrow do stand-up right. at Funny Bone in Albany, Crossgates Mall. I was with a couple of our friends. We yeah. were sitting very close. Nice. Did you get there that early? We got there pretty early. I mean, it's a small place, but you have to kind of get there early to be in the front. Yeah, we were one of the first people to go in, for sure. First That's cool. First 20-ish. We were sitting like re- literally right in front of Are you of at one of those tables right on the stage? Stage, no, it wasn't right on. It thing? was like one row back from the ones right on the stage, but he could see yeah. us very clearly because we were right, right in the, the eyes. Yeah, yeah. And he did look at our group right in the eyes at points. It kind of made me feel uncomfortable a little bit. Well, he's got he's got big eyes. He's yeah, like... he does. And <laughs> I mean, he was pretty much exactly what I expected. Very energetic. Yeah, impressions. Just, yeah, a ton of impressions. He had Kanye, Jay Z, Ben Carson, Obama. Obama. Yeah. Everyone you would expect. Ben Carson, that's funny. Yeah, he, he actually talked a lot about that. And he said his uh, it's not an impression, it's just him, what he feels like Ben Carson actually is. Which is really funny because his impression isn't really spot on at all to what Ben Carson is. But he just makes him a creepier, crazier sure. version, which sure, is, sure. is pretty cool. But yeah, at the end, he had the whole crowd sing Tupac, uh, Hail Mary. And uh, actually a song I do know. friend of the show, Chris Lavitalia, who was just on Mercy Rule, my sports podcast, he was saying that it was Tupac, and you knew the words, and I was like, I wonder what Tupac's song this was, and now it makes a lot of sense, Hail Mary. That's like, yeah, it was, it was, it's a well-known Tupac song. Sure. Also, the one that the hologram Tupac sang at Coachella yeah. a couple years back, so. Hail Mary. Um, it, I didn't know the words, but I just was, like, blanking on it, and he saw me, like, trying to figure out the words, and he just pointed at me and called me out, and basically called me out for being the whitest person in the crowd, and he said, you are now adopted into the black community, we're trading Nick Cannon to the whites. Mm. So, shout out Nick Cannon. You should have shouted out Chris and be like, hey, he watches Wild and Out religiously. <laughs> but. Nah, I, I was I was pretty uh, nervous, embarrassed to be called up in, on the stage in front of people. So that was mm. that was interesting. Nice. But yeah, Jay Farrell, a good time. Definitely check him out. I mean, Did he talk about what he's doing post SNL? Is he yeah, in something? apparently he's doing a movie with Jimmy Fox, and pro- or produced by Jimmy Fox and with a bunch of other people, and he's getting paid millions to star in this, so... 
good for him. Yeah, he's feeling he's that's not like, missing SNL at all. That's what happened to Terrence Kilm too. He immediately got a movie deal as well. Yeah, and he also said that SNL he never really got a chance to have a say on what he was actually doing. Mm. He, never, yeah, he was always a like a role player. Yeah, and for example, whenever he did Obama, he never got to write the sketches. He just had to basically do whatever he was told, and he didn't like that. So it seemed like he had a pretty. It left him with a pretty bad taste in his mouth. Interesting. So, definitely interesting. Tell me about New York City Comic Con. Did you go to the Trump panel? Uh-huh. So, you know how uh, Donald Trump had five of Bill Clinton's accusers. That was apparently oh. put on by New York City Comic Con. Did not. I, I did not know that was by Comic Con. That's interesting. I did hear that happen, though. That's cool. Yeah, New York Comic Con's cool. I've been there a lot. How many times do you think I've been to New York Comic Con? Five. Nine times in a row. Nine times? I've been there every year Nine since times. 2008 when I was 15. Wow crazy so they all kind of blend together at this point but really funny i was walking down the show floor i heard a lot of woos woo woo rick flair i was five feet away from him <laughs> just doing a signing sitting at a booth that's all awesome. a lot of they always have like re- older wrestlers there for, but like rick flair it's yeah like, like a big deal yeah i heard absolutely. all the woos people and i was like so you know i threw a woo out there <laughs> i threw him a woo snapped the picture was on my way uh that's, that's funny also actually the coolest which i did not expect at all as well again walking the show floor and I came across Steve Blum, who is this really well-known voice actor. Did you ever watch Cartoon Network? Yeah. You remember Toonami? That, that programming block they had with, like, the, the robot guy? Maybe. He was the voice of that. Okay. So, like, I always had his voice clear in my head. He did a lot of other stuff. He, was, he did, recently did, like, a character on Logic's last album. Oh, interesting. And him and Logic had a panel later in the day. Oh, which cool. Which was cool. But, yeah, I, I saw him, and I was like, whoa. That's crazy because he had a po- there's a poster behind him with all the voices he'd done. It's like animes, shows, everything. It's just really unique voice, really uh, prolific. Those are tones. Oh, really? So, yeah, that was cool. Probably does very well with the ladies. I think so. Yeah, New York Comic Con is always fun, but a lot of cool news came out of New York Comic Con per usual because being that it's the big fall sh- fall con, mm-hmm. a lot of shows have their press there. Like okay. Walking Dead every year on Saturday has their big big one there. Last year they had Jessica Jones. This year they had Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly though, they had the whole Defenders cast out there. Cool. With Daredevil, Jessica Jones. I wasn't there for this. This is this was a you had a way of line to go to this with Luke Cage and Iron Fist. But they announced the Defenders villain. So the team up show who they'll be fighting when that that show comes out next year. And it is the Gurney Weaver of Alien fame. Really crazy. What villain is she playing? We don't know. Oh, so they just announced... They just announced that she's in it. Gotcha. Interesting. Sigourney Weaver. They've been getting great actors this whole time. Iron Fist will have Finn Jones, who played Sir Loris from Game of Thrones. He's the star of Iron Fist. Sir Loris! So yeah, R.I.P. Sir Loris. If you want to hear our thoughts on his death and many others regarding Game of Thrones, check it out. Seneca.com slash NowStalgiaPod. That's an early episode. Eh, Not that early, right? That was like a few months ago. The end of June. Yeah, wow. Right? It, it he died in the like finale. A, seems like a long time ago. Yeah, if so, again, spoilers, I mean, what, what, what's your problem? I mean... It, watch it, the show or don't watch the show, I don't care. Right, yeah, if you made it this far and somehow don't know what happened on Game of Thrones, I'm, I'm more impressed than anything, Actually, yeah, but you deserve to have a spoiler. Well said, well said. Also interesting, near Comic-Con released some information on Legion. Do you know about this? It's an X-Men show on FX from Noah Hawley. Really? Yes. It's about the character Legion from the comic books, who's a Professor Xavier's son. Okay. Who's like super powerful, telepath, just like Professor who's X. Who's his mom? Uh, I don't remember, actually. But Noah Hawley, FX, they say it looks really good. Awesome. So that's exciting. I mean, Noah Hawley, you can't really go wrong. Of course. Yeah. Power Rangers, Pat. Trailer dropped. They were at Comic-Con. You saw this trailer. What'd you think? 
dope-ass trailer. And that will allude to a segment we'll, we'll be doing soon. But yeah, I think it looked really good. Yeah, um, more on that in a minute. And then lastly, they finally released the title for the final Wolverine movie, Wolverine 3, the last time Hugh Jackman's going to play Wolverine. It's mm-hmm. called Logan, obviously his human person name. So I think it's kind of interesting because it seems like they're going at the old man Logan comic storyline, like basically a send-off for Hugh Jackman because mm-hmm. when this comes out next year, he'll play his character for 17 years. So the do first we, X-Men came out in 2000. Do we know when, what time period this is going to be set in? Just after all the other ones. Okay. Uh, Patrick Stewart will be in it as a very old Professor X. Okay, so, so it's maybe futuristic? Yeah, a little bit, probably. Uh, again, we don't know. We do know the villain, though, is being played by Boyd Holbrook, who is the lead, the, the white guy in Narcos. Oh, okay. American. So that's cool. Boyd. What yeah. a name. <laughs> right? a very old name. It is. Boyd. But yeah, I mean, can you think of anyone who's played a character that long? I mean, you have to really go back to, like, Sean Connery for James Bond. Like, people just don't stick around that long. Harrison Ford as Han Solo and Indiana Jones. I guess that counts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? I, With huge no. gaps in between. Yeah, exactly. I can't really... Yeah, no. Because Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man is coming... This will be year... Next year will be year nine of that. And Wolverine, this is what year? Next year will be year 17. 2000 17. to 2017. Jesus. So that's quite a good time. But yeah, I think Hugh Jackman's happy to not have to work out a ton. Yeah, no, absolutely. So good for him, he earned it. <laughs> not, not to work out a ton. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what he's looking forward to with this. Mm. Just the fact he doesn't have to have He doesn't care about him. his kids or anything. Yeah, it's, no, or you know, his family. Or Australia, wherever he does there. Actually, one cool thing about Hugh Jackman, I saw a 60 Minutes feature on him. He actually is very normal outside of mm. playing these superhero characters. He has like a very normal family. They live in Australia. They're very happy. And his wife, she's not like a 10, but he just seems like, yeah, I'm really in love with her. It's like, okay, cool. You're a normal person. That's nice. Really nice. So that, that was something <laughs> I thought about with Hugh Jackman. That's actually cool to find out. Shout out Hugh Jackman. Yeah. So is there any other takeaways for you from New York City Comic Con number nine for Dave Martinson? Yeah, crazy. Uh, lastly, this weekend, Girl on a Train... Very mad reception. Mad to negative. Disappointing. I just wanted to like it. Not friend of the show, Adam Mahalik. Now we can tell Adam he's in the show this week. Said he saw it, and he said it was good. But if you read the book, you're going to be a little disappointed. He always says that about all the dumb books he reads. That, that, that's, that's very true. But I don't, even think, I don't even think it's the book angle. People just say it's not that great as a movie. Well, Emily Blunt, I'm, I'm probably going to see it this weekend. Best part of the movie. Uh, I'll told. definitely share my thoughts on next week's Nostalgia. Didn't another movie flop the, the box office this week? The Nat Turner movie, Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation, right? Yeah, pretty spectacular. Reviews are still pretty good, mm-hmm. but I mean, apparently, an Academy screening for it, one of the first ones they had, was like half full. But the, the people that were there liked it. So, again, really polarizing thing. I think I I want to see it still. I mean, a lot of, everyone sees Woody Allen movies and Roman Polanski movies. They separate the art from the artist. So I'm thinking I, I'll do that in this regard, but I have no love for Nate Parker. I mean, I w- I'm not going to go see a Woody Allen movie either, so... Right. Apparently his that. show is really weird. I don't really know what Roman, Roman Polanski did, I guess. I've... Child something. Oh, okay. Something well, yeah, bad. I, something I bad. I don't seek out his movies either, so... Uh, I'll probably see it when I can torrent, torrent it for free and mm. watch a really good version near Emmy's time. There so, you go. Yeah, that'll be it. We'll talk about it. You mean uh, Oscar's time? Yeah, Oscar time, Emmy time, <laughs> just passed, check out our Emmy pod, but we're going to move on to a segment that we came up with a really creative name for, however, if you can think of a better name, please tweet at us, at, at NostalgiaPod, or tweet at Dave, at Martin Swagger, at myself, at Sheeny World Peace, dope or nope? The name's like a solid six and a half. Yeah. So, 
I don't automatically assume you listening can do better. But if you can, tweet at us, at NostalgiaPod. I think we have some pretty creative listeners. I think they can. So we're going to throw a couple of topics out here, and we're going to say if we think these are good ideas or mm-hmm. bad ideas, and hopefully explain briefly why. Again, we'll come back to Dope or Nope, or whatever we call it, in the future as news happens. So we want to keep this going, so mm-hmm. help us with the name. So we'll start with kind of the most recent thing we were talking about, Wolverine, Logan. It's given in our reading. Is this a good thing or a bad thing for this movie? It's dope. Oh, yeah. Is, it, is this a dope <laughs> thing or a nope thing for this movie? You, you say it's dope. Why do you say it's dope? Because a lot of Wolverine's storylines, especially Olan Logan, are very bloody. He has six adamantium claws that he cuts people's heads off with in the comics. We don't have to sugarcoat it anymore. It's his last go. Deadpool showed that you can have an R-rated superhero movie. I think it's a perfectly fine idea. It's not like they're just doing it just to do it to copy mm-hmm. Deadpool. It fits Wolverine as a character. And so I'm, think, da- I'm down with it. I think especially... I also say that this is a dope idea. But I say... I think your points are, are spot on. Plus, being the last movie for Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. it's only right that he kind of gets to go all out. That he yeah. doesn't have to hold back or they don't need to make some creative editing. That he should just right. be able to run up to some dude and just chop his head off. Stab him wherever <laughs> yeah. he wants. Yeah. <laughs> wherever he wants, I guess. <laughs> Next topic, Harrison Ford. Two yeah. real quick. Indiana Jones 5. Yep. Announced a month or so ago. He's going to be in it. Yep. Is this good? Or is this dope? Or, or, or nope for Harrison Ford? Yeah. So Harrison Ford is going to reprise his role as Indiana Jones, joined by Steven Spielberg back in the directing mm-hmm. chair, and they're going to have a young lead that, assumingly, like, Harrison Ford did in Force Awakens, pass the torch kind of role thing. Right. I'm going to say this is a nope. I say dope. I, I don't know. I, I'm actually really torn on it because I understand you want to fix how wrong Indiana Jones 4, King of the Crystal Skull went in 08, mm-hmm. where they tried to do this very idea with Shia LaBeouf, you know, Indy's son. Didn't really work out. Obviously, the movie wasn't good. Shout out George Lucas. But I, I'm trying to think. Like, I, don't, I think the, the most endearing part of Indiana Jones, the original trilogy, is not the story. It's not like the grand plot or the universe. There really isn't one. It's just Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Hmm. Now, him in Star Wars, Star Wars is a much grander epic, you know? There's other things attached onto, but I feel like he's the only connected tissue in Indiana Jones. So I don't know if you can... Even if Indiana Jones 5 is awesome, I don't know if that's necessarily going to mean this new kid you set up is going to be successful. I say dope because... I think your points are valid. However, if they cast the right person, and I know that, <clears throat> I actually think if they really want to go to somebody that could fit, they could basically look at who didn't get picked for Han Solo sure. and pick one of those. Two. I think they will do that. <laughs> and it would be a perfect fit. But I, li- I like the idea of Indiana Jones. I think it's a good idea to have him move into that Sean Connery role, like he played in, in The Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Kind of be the, uh, obviously, comic relief. He still has his personality. But he has, Mentor. yeah, his role is minimized. A lot, most of the screen time is given to the new person. Mm-hmm. And I also like the idea of having some kind of continuity before you just have somebody new because you can't oh, have sure. it go from yeah. Indiana Jones, Shia LaBeouf, and I don't know. There was, I think there was a girl. I actually didn't see the last one. Oh yeah, Ma- Mary and his yeah. girlfriend from the originals. Right. Yeah. To all of a sudden, all new people and say it's still Indiana Jones because it's not. Yeah, that, that's not that, Indiana Jones. That's just make a new adventure movie. You <laughs> exactly. Know, like, but. I think we're gonna, I'm going to just roll us into the next one. Dope or nope, Blade Runner. Also yeah. going to have Harrison Ford in it. Blade Runner 2049. They just announced that as a sequel. Apparently the original took place in 2019. Didn't know that. But yeah, Harrison Ford's back along with Ryan Gosling and Robin Wright. And of course Ridley Scott back directing. I say Harrison Ford being in this movie is, is nope. 
I think I think everything about this is nope because Blade Runner is like one of the most seminal science fiction movies mm-hmm. ever. Like it's taught in film school. Exactly. The the, the themes in it, everything about it. Also, a lot of the end was very open ended in mm-hmm. interpretation. Heck, even Ridley Scott and Harrison Ford interpreted differently. Right. That's why there was like the director's cut thing. Sequelizing this, especially after I didn't just find this recently. Apparently, sequel books didn't do really anything for it, but. Making a sequel to this, I just don't think is a good idea because you're not going to make it into a franchise. It was not a franchise movie. It was, mm-hmm. it was a thought-provoking movie. And, I mean, yeah, great cast, of course. I'm sure they'll do their best, but I think they'll just take away from the original, mm-hmm. which most sequels I don't actually think take away from the original. But I think this one actually really could. If you're going to sequ- sequelize it, if that's even a word, sure. I, th- I think you start with a whole new cast, which is the exact opposite of Indiana Jones, but that's because that character made the movies. Right. Blade Runner was a good movie because it had, I mean, it was set in a really cool universe yeah. with a, a really yeah, interesting could, story. You could use that world, I suppose. Yeah, and sure, Harrison Ford is is great in it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a really good movie, but I don't think, I don't long for that character to come back into my life. Which, Indiana Jones, I think people would look back and say, that's a huge part of my childhood in the 80s yeah. and 90s. Like, yeah, yeah. Embellishing, I think it's Deckard, Deckard? Embellishing Deckard takes away from the ambiguity of the end of Blade Runner, which right. I think is a bad idea. So, we're both nope on that one. Power Rangers. I said the trailer, I liked it. How do you feel about it? I mean, I guess it's a dope it's for dope. me. It's like, dope! It's so dope! I didn't watch Power Rangers. <laughs> and when I saw they were making this movie, I was like, now of all times, I mean, I guess, yeah, everyone loves pre-existing IP. Why not make Power Rangers? <laughs> Apparently, they're making Hot Wheels a movie. Really? Yeah, you didn't hear that on the watch? I did not hear that on the watch. But yeah, we'll find out. I, I don't know much. But, yeah, cool. It looks cool. Max Landis said it best. It looks just like Chronicle, the movie he made. <laughs> and that's cool. It has a really interesting cast. Mm-hmm. A lot of new younger people. Naomi, Naomi Scott, like yeah. you, you, were, you were about to say. It has R.J. Seiler, who was in Vice Principals, and Me, Earl, the Dying Girl, and the lead, or I guess the guy playing Jason, who I think we assume is the lead, Dacre Montgomery, interesting name. Also, Elizabeth Banks and Brian Cranston are on, mm-hmm. on the bad side, which is really cool, because Brian Cranston was the original voice of the Power Rangers villains back in the day. Oh, so it's really cool right. that he's connected to this project. I like the angle that they're taking where these kids find this thing from outer space, and they get these powers. I mean, it's pretty typical, but that I think the way that they bring them all together and the way that they find out about the powers will be a really exciting thing. Yeah. And also, it does pull on, as a kid, I grew up watching Power Rangers, loved it, so I'm going to check it out. Oh, oh, Bill Hader's in it, too. Oh, Bill Hader, there you go. Nice. Hopefully, he's a bad guy, too. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'd like to see Bill Hader do something different. Last one. This is something you're going to have a much stronger opinion than I will. Gears of War, the movie. Yeah. Nope or dope? Gears of War 4 just came out Tuesday, day of recording, the 11th. Critically acclaimed Xbox franchise, third-person shooter. And that movie was initially mentioned long ago, in the mid-2000s, when Gears first started. And like most video game movies, it kind of went into limbo. You, you never heard anything about it. Now they've reannounced it, and they say they're in on it. thing is, this time, we don't have a director yet, we don't have a writer yet, and we had those before. Mm-hmm. So I still don't think they make it, like most video game movie announcements but if they do make it i think this is one that has potential to work just because it's it's a lot like uh, like starship troopers it's a lot mm-hmm. i mean it's 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 violence it's future it's aliens future you, you could easily make this yeah, yeah. Uh, way way away coding <laughs> crazy that being said i'll probably say it's a nope here's my takeaway if assassin's creed does well in december they'll go through with it if assassin's creed doesn't do well this is going to fall away and we won't see another video game movie for a while 
I guess it's dope. I remember playing the first one. I thought that was a really cool game. It's a hard game. It's a very hard game. Also, I remember those people being huge, like the, the, yeah, the, the characters. The, the, the cops, yeah. They have huge like armor. They're just jacks. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it'd be really interesting to see them cast someone like that. I mean, you, I guess like immediately I think Tom Hardy, because you've seen sure, him play yeah. Bane, who's I enormous. Mean, I mean, machine guns with chainsaws on, that that could be cool on screen. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But. It, so it's I, just, just the whole video game angle again. Yeah, it'd, no it'd be different. cool if it goes through, like you said, it's a little early to really make a clear judgment. So maybe we'll come back to that one on Dope I, or Nope. I actually have two more, two bonus ones for you, Pat. Oh, awesome. A lump of them together. One was recently announced last week, the other about a month ago. Live-action remakes from Disney of The Lion King and Mulan. Dope or Nope? So, quick side note. When I was at the Meadows, I started singing Mulan, and... After that, I heard so many people singing it. I swear to God that I got that started, but I probably heard it from somebody else and they conceptioned me. But I think Lion King, I'm going to say nope. Interesting. Mulan, I say dope. But Lion King is is the goat in my book. I mean, it's probably that and then Aladdin is my two favorite Disney movies. Okay. And I really don't want people touching those just because if they don't go well, I'm going to be pretty disappointed. But after seeing the way The Jungle Book came out, you can't really say nope to either one of these. Lion King is going to destroy the box office. Mulan is going to look amazing. Yeah, Mulan is, like is such a fantastic story. That movie really aged well. Like mm-hmm. that, That's a fantastic movie through and through, ripe for being done live action. Lion King, again, look at The Jungle Book. Look at... Oz the Great and Powerful, look at Maleficent, look at Cinderella from last year, mm-hmm. look at the first Alice in Wonderland. People go to these Beauty movies. And the Beast. People like these movies. We'll and see. yeah, Beauty and the Beast, Emma Watson's coming out mm-hmm. soon. Emma Watson, Bay. Yeah, OG Bay. Yeah, real Bay. Hermione, so, all the way. These are both dope for me. I'm in on these. I mean, especially Lion King seems like a no-brainer. It's gonna it's off not, Jungle Book success. It's gonna be good, but it's gonna be so conflicting because Jungle Book I, I didn't really have much of an attachment to, but when I see Lion King and I see Mufasa and I'm mm. like, oh my god, that was my man right there. Sure, it's sure. Gonna, it's gonna be strange, <laughs> but that was a great first game of Dope or Nope. A lot to chew on. Tweet us with your Dope or Nopes if you're in or out on these things. We'd love to hear from you. At Nostalgia Pod. Now we're gonna jump into some fall TV. In full swing at this point. Yeah, we, we talked about a couple of shows: uh, Atlanta, Westworld. What else are you watching, Dave? I mean, I think we want to touch on those, but I want to hear what else Dave Martinson, the Martin Swagger, has been watching. Well, it's funny, because most of these shows I haven't started yet, because I'm so bad at keeping up with TV. (laughs) The shows that I watch that are currently on for the fall, a lot of them superhero-related. Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and ABC, and then the trio of CW shows, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. Walking Dead comes back in a few weeks on AMC. I also love Star Wars Rebels on Disney XD, which is... So, so, so good. Not a kid show. It's so, so awesome. Other than that, yeah, Atlanta and Westworld, obviously the two premiere shows that I watch. Early prediction, total side note, early prediction for The Walking Dead, Who's Dead? Thank you for bringing that up. At Comic-Con, they, I mean, again, they're not going to say who, but they said that it's not going to just be someone you're happy they picked. Like, hmm. they, they wanted to have meaning. So, while I said a few uh, back at the, the finale that it looked like they didn't know who they were committing to, I, I definitely believe that. They thought long and hard about this. So, I don't think it's one of those side characters like Aaron. No. That being said, I don't think it's Rick. I don't think it's... Is it Glenn? Uh, Daryl. I think it's someone big. I think it could be Glenn. Glenn! I think it could be Michonne. I think... I mean, it'd be crazy if it was Carl. Dude, if it's I, Carl, I, that's, I, that's brutal. There's going to be so many think pieces written about that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be somebody big. And we'll find out on my, my birthday, October 23rd. My money is on Glenn. Oh, shout out. Check you out. Humble brag right there. Yeah. Having a birthday. Still young. <laughs> 
24, right? Oh, look at little baby Dave. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, oh, Marvel Luke, uh, Luke Cage just came out. I'm watching that. Haven't finished it. Oh, Scream Queens. Still haven't started it, but well, what's, what's your early opinion of uh, Luke Cage? I think it's cool. I like, I like the hip-hop angle, man. It's it's really cool. I've gotten mixed mixed reviews from it. Some people say it's, it's a little slow in the, like the first couple episodes. He seems very timid as a superhero. Yeah, that may, that would make sense to me. That mm-hmm. that continues with his character from Jessica Jones when he got introduced. The overarching theme with the Marvel Netflix shows, they're you know they're greedy really down to earth, is that the thirteen episode Netflix season is almost a little too long. Mm-hmm. That if you took a few episodes out, especially in Jessica Jones, it's like fantastic season. Yeah. So there's a little fat thrown in there. Ten episodes. Just, just like superfluous scenes. It's not bad. A little character building, a little world building. Yeah. Okay. That being said, though, the shows are the shows are really fun, and if you don't like the, you know, the network ones like Arrow or Shield or Agent Carter, which ended, you know, those ones, definitely check out the Netflix shows because these are really gritty. And I really recommend just start with Arrow season one. Go from there. All right. I think I've told you I'm a little superheroed out from the mm. moment. I think these ones are like, because they're so gritty and like street level in New York City, they feel less superhero-y than anything else out mm. right now. Yeah, so I ended up binge watching this show this weekend. Uh, and I, I heard uh, I heard on another podcast, a Barstool podcast, people recommended it. So I was like, hmm, you know, I'll give it a watch. I, I'm a bit looking for a new show. Written and directed by Joe Swanberg who I don't know anything else he's done. But it's an anthology series following people around with, like, loose ties to from episode to episode. For example, the babysitter of the couple in episode one is the the main person in the next episode. And it basically follows different relationships. Uh, it follows people in a marriage. We're trying to get the spark back. A lesbian couple who just meets a young couple trying to start a family and, and the wife cheats on them. There's a bunch of different situations and relationships that, that they show uh, in Easy. And the cast is just phenomenal. That was actually right. what drew me in right away. Theology series usually good at that. In episodes three and eight, it follows around Dave Franco, Aya Cash from You're the Worst, Zazie Beats, uh, who plays Van in Atlanta, which we'll be talking about a little bit later. Then episode eight, Hannibal Burris joins that crew as go. a reporter. That's um, funny. That's a good role for him. Also, Hannibal Burris is in a, a really cool short called High Maintenance on HBO. They have half hour long episodes, but also a bunch of six, seven minute long shorts, which I re- highly recommend. Yeah, I think uh, he's a funny guy. I don't really like his stand up that much, but I think he's funny. I think is, that, is that weird? Is, I think his stand-up is really funny, but I like when he plays, like, the cop in Neighbors. Oh, he's, yeah. He's, he's perfect yeah. for that role. Good point, yeah. Also, <laughs> we're the cops. We have caller ID. Yeah. <laughs> so, I really wanted to highlight three other episodes. So, one was called Art and Life, had Mark Marin and Emily Rajakowski, um, mm. who, first of all, just... I, straight, I didn't know she was still acting again. She was in that terrible Zac Efron movie about the DJ last she year. She was also in the Entourage movie, and she, uh, was, she was Vince's love interest in that. Wait, I mean, I mean, yeah. Way to branch out, Emily. <laughs> and then episode six had Orlando Bloom. Oh, the goat. Malin Ackerman. Not Ackerman, yeah. And Kate Micucci. I don't know that. She was in uh, Scrubs. She's been okay. in Big Bang Theory. But the episode I wanted to shout out was episode four, especially. So mm-hmm. it's all in Spanish. There's not a moment where they're in English at all. You have to put the subtitles on unless you're fluent in Spanish like me. I'm not actually fluent in Spanish, but mm. try to slip like that narcos, in there. man. Yeah. And it really evoked a lot of emotion from me. It, that was the episode about 
a young couple, friend comes to visit, the wife ends up cheating on the husband. Mm -hmm. But just the way it was shot, I think also being in Spanish and having to read the subtitles made me actually put my phone down and really follow the yeah. episode a lot more. Which I, I, I like Narcos really, for that reason. Yeah. It makes you pay attention. It really got me invested. And also the acting has just was just phenomenal every episode. It builds a world so quickly and really makes you really like characters so fast. But it's also going to be a very controversial episode because the, the scene where they end up, she ends up cheating on him, some people believe there was not consent in the scene. Oh. And this is actually a show that will show sex happening. You're not going to see P and V, but it will show people who are some, naked, uh, things like that. So that was also something that I felt very uneasy about, but it did... I mean, uneasy, so this hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so it was definitely, definitely a show to check out. I highly recommend Easy. So where do you want to jump to next? With Westworld, Atlanta? Yeah, I just want to shout out two quick things. Yeah. Did you watch Black Mirror? Because that the third quote season of that comes back in a few weeks this month. I've heard really good things. I heard there was an awesome episode with John Hamm, yeah. which I really wanted. That's to another anthology series, sci-fi angle. Also had some news at Comic Con. Check that out if you're interested. It's on Netflix. Come, it wasn't originally, but it's on Netflix now, and the new one will be on Netflix. Do you know anything about the Man in the High Castle? It's on Amazon. It's about Nazis, right? Yeah, it's about it's like a alternate history where the Nazis win World War II yes. and. They and the Japanese occupy the United States. Oh. Like, I think, you know, obviously, Nazis got the East, Japanese got the West. Right. And it goes from there. Season two of that comes in December. So, it's a really cool concept and it's done really well. So, that's something to check out. There's too much good TV. I know. I'm never going to catch that. That's why I'm so bad at staying up on shows that are out now because there's so many shows I still want to watch. Like, I never watch Preacher, I never watch The Get Down. (laughs) Don't bother with The Get Down. Don't bother with that. I want to watch the good time. I love the cast. <laughs> I love the concept. All right, so Westworld. I mean, I don't really have much much new to say on it from last week, except... Still in. Dope. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a good show. i I got to rewatch this week's episode. I like... Mm, why is that? See, we don't have time to rewatch hour-long episodes, Pat. <laughs> but one of the things I really liked is showing someone coming into the park. Yes, they're really cool. Yeah, and I think it's, it's really cool just because it helps you understand more of what's going on. Whereas I think last week, I was kind of left like thinking, how does this even work? Also, I left on a really good cliffhanger this week about what the next phase is going to be for the meta, or I guess not meta humans, like human robot type things. Yeah, uh, tough to say. Oh, Who's your favorite character so far? Ed Harris? No, nah, that, that, that dude. That, I, don't, I don't know his name. Yeah, the new guy. He's House of Cards so hacker guy. Yeah, House of Cards hacker guy is by far the best. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I like him so much. In the beginning, yeah. I was like, I know exactly where this is going. He's not going to have sex with her. Yep. He's going to be really passive. And I loved it. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, of course. That, yeah. It's that dude. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's him. So he's always the same person, but he's never really the same person. Right. It's really cool. Well said. Who's your favorite character so far? I think I like Ed Harris just because he's really intriguing. Yeah. Oh, and Jeffrey Wright, just because when he is on screen, he's just really captivating. Like yeah. when he's talking to the robots. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely agree with you on that. So definitely keep checking out Westworld. Now, to my favorite show right now. Best show on TV. So Atlanta is a show that I was trying to think of, what can I compare this to? I think it's kind of like Seinfeld, but like better. It's early to compare it to Seinfeld. Right, but like in terms of the concept, like what is this show about? Well, I think there's, there is more of a plot hanging over Atlanta, but you're right. He doesn't, it's not really important. Paperboy's rap career and whether Earn can get Paperboy, you know, through the rap game. That, that, that's, what, that's how the show was, you know, quote, marketed. 
Right. That is not what this show is about, nor no. why the show is fantastic. And last week, Value, and six episodes in, we're recording on Tuesday, seventh mm-hmm. episode comes out tonight. Three more after this, it's almost done. But I loved Value. And I loved the Black Justin Bieber episode. Mm-hmm. Nothing but Biebs and Value were both awesome episodes. Yeah. Value especially. Mm-hmm. So... That that's probably why it's like Seinfeld because they can flesh out a character that you seemingly with just a supporting character, mm-hmm. just there to service Don Glover's urn, and nope, she's a total real person, total real character, has her own conflicts, her own exactly. problems. Exactly, like using that that time to 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 do little little things with it. Like for the show is all about the little things. Absolutely, and it, it's so real, but on a level that's not totally uncomfortable to watch. Mm. For example, when she's talking with her her friend there, the the wag, I forgot what her name was, but Jade. Uh, yeah, and they're you know they get in the fight, basically just tearing each other apart about yeah. how you know she just goes. <laughs> that out was a great scene, and, kind of a brutal argument. Yeah, it was a brutal argument, and then there's that awkward silence. Their food gets delivered, and she just slowly picks the cell phone up to take the Instagram. It was like she couldn't <laughs> stop herself. Oh, Oh, it was so perfect. <laughs> also, this show, uh, I mean, that that was funny, but it had some really, really funny moments. Like the kid with a white face? Dude, that was, I I literally, every time I think about that, I burst out laughing. It's <laughs> the ridiculous. The his way he's smile. looking, too. Yes, his smile is so ridiculous. That really speaks to the writer's room that Atlanta has. Mm-hmm. Also, the Beer episode, Darius going to a gun range to shoot a dog target yes. and getting accosted and thrown out of a gun range for it. But he makes such a good point. It's kind of fucked up to shoot at a human target. Why yeah. would I ever need to kill a human? Yeah. It, it makes so much sense. It like put my mind in a pretzel. I was like, why do we do this? Darius is secretly the smartest person on the show, especially when he's trading stuff. Best quote of this, this season is still, everybody fucking dies, stay woke. Yeah. <laughs> Darius. Uh, so, no, this show is... is it's fantastic, man. I was actually a little skeptical because I, 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 everybody was saying this is going to be everybody's new favorite show. Okay, I could see me really enjoying the show, but I can't really think of a half hour of TV that I look forward to more than that. Is this better than Silicon Valley? Yes. I think I so, I so think too. So Silicon Valley is a very smart comedy. This yeah. is bigger than that. And with every episode of Silicon Valley, you kind of know what to expect. There is more of an overarching yeah. arc season to season. There That's are, no slight against Silicon Valley. Atlanta just really superb. There are still a lot of questions, too. Like, for example, in the first episode, there's a scene with that guy on the bus. And you kind of aren't sure if it's real or not. Mm, and right, right. it seems kind of surreal, and there's that element coming in. We still don't know a lot about Ern or what he did in Princeton. It's really interesting how this show went from being one thing in my mind of, oh, we're going to follow this rap career and how this guy's a part of it, to... This is nothing like that, and it's just following him around being poor. Draining piss out of diapers. Oh, man, that was crazy. <laughs> that, was, that was brutal. I, I, I did not like <laughs> watching that at all. A Hall and Catch Fire got renewed. Speaking of fall shows that I still haven't watched. Speaking of a show I probably will never watch. Yo, shout Lee Pace, though. I love him. He was in The Hobbit. Never he was seen, Legolas' his dad. Oh, Legolas' his dad. Yeah. I know who Legolas is. The King, Elf King. He was in uh, Easy. Anyways. <laughs> nice. Just to wrap it up, we are Nostalgia. Find us at NostalgiaPod, SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod. We're on TuneIn. Yeah. We've been on TuneIn for months, I forgot. So if you're on TuneIn and you're listening to us, give us a shout out. You know what's also cool? So yeah, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn. Those are the big ones. We're also on a lot of other ones that add us to them automatically. We're on Blueberry. We're on Player FM. We're on Podbean. What up, Player? (laughs) Shout Uh, out Blueberry, though, because it's B-R-R-Y, no E. uh, I see you. 
Look at that. That's very very <laughs> hip. Trendy. We have like 30 listens on TuneIn. Really? Yeah, how about that? One follower. Who do you think listens on TuneIn? There's got to be people that like dislike. They, the app's probably just, they love the app for some reason on their phone. Yeah. And that's how they use it. Cool. But good for you. But yeah, iTunes review, more than anything else, is the best way to help us out. And yeah, tweet at us what you want to hear. Dope or nope, can you do better? SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod. Yeah, next week I'll be reviewing Girl on a Train, which I will be seeing this weekend. And I'll try to listen to, to, to Bonnie Vare because uh, I said I was going to do that this week and I lied to you and I did not hey, do that. we're honest here. Hopefully... Hope rock sucks. <laughs> That's our review. Hopefully also I'll be able to check out this Bruno Mars song sometime oh, in the near future. Oh, man. Maybe. Sorry, 20 million views on the YouTube video. It didn't chart. It came out on Thursday. It didn't chart for Billboard, but I think this is going to fly up, which is crazy because Starboy is number two right now. Closer is still hanging on. Where, where's one. Broccoli at? Six, baby. Woo! Yeah. Ric it's Flair, ex- baby. It's exciting. Shout out Yachty. Shout out Kanye. Shout out Kanye. Yeah, finally we got the shout out Kanye on this episode. Mm, drink. Almost made it the whole episode. All right, we'll catch you guys next week.